music lessons if they're musically gifted or, or if they're not good in a subject, you might bring in a tutor to tutor them in that subject. Now, I want you to see the Lord, the Father God, and he looks at us as his children. And each one of us, when we were in our mother's womb, it said he knew us before we were even born. And the very fibers of who we are, he has put within us gifts and talents and callings for our lives. And as he watches us grow up in the world, his heart is to set on fire and to ignite those gifts inside of each one of us. But it's a process. Now, if you look at your six-year-old, your six-year-old might just be learning how to add. But you don't have the expectancy that that six-year-old will learn calculus. And yet, maybe you as a parent, you see a, a gifting that child has. Now, the Father God would take it a step farther. The Father God might look at that child and already know that that, would be, that person would be a doctor, that they're so gifted in math and science, they're going to be used so beautifully in their life. And yet, he begins the journey with each one of us. When the child gets into the second and third grade, each step along the way, you're excited they learn the steps. You're excited that they start to learn and they start to grow. You give them a chance. In fact, we give our children 18 years of education. We take them all the way up through high school, and we say, by that time, we expect you to be able to read, to write, to be able to function, to balance checkbooks, to get an apartment. We give them a chance to grow, even up naturally. Now, when someone gets born again, and they ask Jesus as Savior into their heart, somehow we figure in the next year or two that they should be in some position of leadership. We figure that by the time they're three to five years in God, that we start to promote them many times as elders or pastors of a church. And sometimes I'm amazed when I say to a pastor, how long have you known Jesus? They might say, oh, five years. Are we willing to give people spiritually the same time to grow up in Jesus? Because I really think that God has called us to be supernaturally natural. But you see, we judge ourselves. We compare ourselves among ourselves. We feel that we have to perform and that somehow we have to get like straight A's in the Holy Spirit. Now, when God starts to teach us how to get words or pictures or, or he starts to teach us in the supernatural, many times all we'll get at first is just an impression. I can remember sitting in a home meeting, and the Lord would give me an impression, and I would see like a flower in a field. It was that simple, just a flower. And as I start to look at this picture that was sort of in my mind's eye, but yet it was in my spirit, I, I noticed that the flower had several petals off. And then the Lord started to speak in my heart. And his words were, even though you're a flower that's in the field and some of your petals have been plucked, I still love you. And I could feel my heart going extra fast. And it would start to beat like I was going to have a heart attack. And a lot of you know what that's like when God is starting to stir you to give a word. And you go, but Lord, it seems so silly. It's such a simple word. I mean, it's just a flower. 
And so then the Lord would start to challenge you. He'd say, do you love me? You go, of course I love you, Lord. He says, well, then do you love me enough to even give this silly word that you don't understand? Yeah, but Lord, I'm going to look foolish. And he keeps quickening your heart. Will you open your mouth? Will you trust me? Will you walk on water? Will you have faith? And so finally, you take that step of faith. And you give the word and you go, okay, I, 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 the Lord's telling me that many of you are like flowers in a field and that your petals have been plucked, but he is there to heal your heart. And then the Holy Spirit falls in the room and people start to cry. And even though it was a very simple word, Jesus met the hearts of the people. But then often what I would find when I was in a room is I would give a simple word about, you know, oh, my child, even though your petals have been plucked, I still love you. And then some of the guys in the room would give words. Now, when the men would give words, they'd give these powerful King James words, like, and thus saith the Lord, and they'd give these beautiful, elaborate words. And I'd sit there and I'd go, God, how do they do that? I mean, Lord, how do they get all the these and the thousands of those? I mean, Lord, I'm lucky if I see a flower with petals plucked. And somehow, God, they've got all this King James stuff. And he'd say, but do you love me? Well, I love you. And then I would get maybe a word about running water. And the Lord says, come sit by the waters and let me refresh you. And so I'd get these very simple, simple words. But it was the biggest step of faith to give the simplest thing. But then I started to pray and I started to say, you know, Lord, <laughs> I hear how these guys are giving all the words with the these and the vows and the those. And they got all the scriptures. and I mean, they sound so elaborate and so important. And, I, I really want a real word. I mean, I, I want a real prophecy. I, I feel like I just get nursery rhymes, and, and it's so hard for me to even give those. And so I started just during the days asking God for a real word. So then the whole meeting came up the following week. And I can remember that I was sitting on the floor, and, and worship songs were going on, and the room was packed. And I saw a picture again. This time the picture was the house that I was sitting in. All of a sudden I saw this dark thundercloud lower over the house. And I thought, well, well, maybe it's going to rain. <laughs> then I saw the hand of the Lord and he had a sword. And he cut the house in half. And then he gave me a word and he said, no longer will there be any more meetings in this house because of the slander and the jealousy, and he started to read the mail, the hearts of the people on that home meeting. And as I'm sitting there, and as the Lord is starting to give me this information, sweat starts to pour down my face. I feel like I'm melting through the carpet, you know? And my heart's just pounding, and I'm sitting there, and I'm going, Lord, I was just teasing. I want the flower. Where's the flower? I don't want this word. Give this word to the guys. I don't want this word. I can't give it. And the Lord kept saying, you asked for it. I don't want to graduate, Lord. Where's the flower? 
and I can remember the fear in my heart. And then finally there's that moment between the worship and where you give a word, and the Lord says, do you love me enough to give the word? And so I gave it. I said, I see the house. I, I see the dark thundercloud coming over it. And I see the hand of the Lord with a sword, and he cut it in half. And then I read the mail. I, I told the facts of the people in the house. And God is saying, no longer will there be any other meeting held in this house. All the people, they just sat there. They opened their eyes, and they looked at me. I thought they were going to say, that's a great word, sister. You gave a word of the Lord. But they were all shocked. And then somebody made an excuse and said, you know, I think there's milk and cookies in the kitchen. And the whole room stood up and ran into the kitchen. And there I was sitting by myself in the living room. I said, oh, Jesus. I think I've just lost every friend in the world. I guess I missed it. I guess I made a mistake. And so I just got up and took my purse and I drove home and I cried the next three days. I said, oh, God, forgive me if I was wrong. Lord, maybe I didn't hear you well enough. Lord, I am so sorry. And three days later, a friend called me up, said, Joe, your word was totally right. No longer will there be any meetings at the house. And I was really relieved. But, you know, it's a scary thing to step out in faith. It's a scary thing to, to be obedient because, you know, we do make mistakes. And it is humbling, and, and God keeps testing our heart. He says, do you love me? And you say, but Lord, it would be so much easier if you would just write it on the wall. <laughs> I could read it off the wall, then I could give the word. I